Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. faithful Indian companion Tonto, the masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations, and nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. One Silver! Let's go, big fellow. I'll sell Phil Corliss looked and acted like the professional gambler that he was. But he was known to play an honest game, to spend his winnings with a free hand and take his losses with a shrug and a smile. Therefore, it was cause for wonderment to the town of Rockville, Texas, when Phil Corliss suddenly changed. His gay, carefree manner was gone. He seemed now to have only one purpose in mind, to get money and to get it fast. He played seriously and for high stakes, playing to the point of recklessness, but always playing to win. One afternoon, a group of men in the Nugget Cafe watched with keen interest as the cards were dealt. Phil Corliss had been playing desperately, and now he staked everything on the final hand. Well, Corliss, looks like this between you and me. What do you got? You're calling me? You bet I am. Got nothing but openers. Well, you were bluffing. Yep. Take the pot, it's yours. I'm clean. What well, great day. Tain't like you to bluff. I know. Let me out of here. 
Better luck next time, Corliss. He sure took it hard. What's come over, Phil? He never played like that. Bluffing on a pair of queens. Good thing I called him. I'd sure like to know what's come over Phil Corliss. He's been acting mighty strange. Mighty strange. Early that evening, the sheriff was busy at his desk when the door of his office suddenly opened. Hey, Sheriff, you better come quick. Well, what's the matter, Jed? What's happened? I just seen somebody go in the side window of the bank across the street. What? That's right. You can catch him if you hurry. Well, come on. Hey, look, he's just coming out. We'll catch him with the goods. Hey, stop. Stop, you. He's got to his horse. He'll get away. Halt. Stop, I say. He dropped something. Yeah, I must have winged him. Made him drop the money he was taking. Yep, this is the money, all right. We'll take this over to my office. Then I'll round up the boys and get a posse after that thieving critter, whoever he is. I must have winged him plenty or he wouldn't have dropped this bag. We'll scour them hills till we find him. You can bet on that. A short time later, in their camp in the nearby hills... The Lone Ranger and Tonto were finishing a late supper. Suddenly, Tonto spoke. Kimasabi. What is it, Tonto? Me here hoof beats. Horse come this way. Oh, perhaps you're mistaken. I don't... Yes, you're right. Have your guns handy until we know who it is. Move back from the campfire. Ah. Look, Kimasabi. Man bent over in saddle. He must be hurt. Stop the horse, Tonto. Ah, me get him. Oh, there. Oh, oh, there. Oh, there. Oh, I'll okay. help you get him off the horse, Tonto. Uh, uh, him, him hurt bad. We'll soon find out. Uh, he got him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, here, oh. aim here with the fire, Tonto. Uh. Gunshot. Get some water and bandages. Uh, me get him. I, I guess I'm done for. Take it easy, fella. We'll do what we can for you. Uh, here, here, water and bandage, Kimasabi. Thanks, Tonto. Yeah. We'll have you fixed up in a few moments. Easy. How did this happen? That mask. You're an outlaw. You wouldn't understand. Nobody'd understand. I'm not an outlaw. I'll do what I can to help you. Of course, if you don't want to talk about it, I won't question you any further. Because I do want somebody to know the truth. Just as you say, I'll try to understand. My my name's Phil Corliss. Phil Corliss? Oh, yes, I've heard of you. Go on. Some years ago, my partner... Bill Douglas and I made a rich strike. He went to St. Louis and I squandered my share. Bill's well off. Has a daughter, Nancy. Young, pretty, and spoiled. She's all he has in the room. <laughs> Here, here's a bit of water for you. Thanks. Sure. Bill thinks I'm wealthy. Knows that I'm a professional gambler. He's having trouble with Nancy. Wrote to me to come to St. Louis. It was a long letter telling me about Nancy and how he thought I could help. Seems he had a talk with Nancy first. The situation has reached such a point, Nancy, that I decided to have a talk with you about it. A talk about what, Father? As if you didn't know. About your, your infatuation for that flashily dressed, smooth-talking gambler, Ted Kirkwood, that's what. I think you're being very unfair to Ted, Father. 
You don't know him like I do. I was delighted when you and young Don Gray started going together. Then you suddenly cast him off and take up with that no-good Kirkwood. But, Father, Don's so, so young and unsophisticated. But Ted's a man of the world. He's wonderful. Uh, Don Gray's a year older than you are. Kirkwood's 10 or 15 years older. Why a daughter of mine should take to a man like that is beyond me. I tell you, I won't have it. You've got to stop seeing Ted Kirkwood. Father, you do want me to be happy, don't you? Uh, of course I want you to be happy, oh, but... please, uh... Father. I know you'd like Ted if you'd really get to know him. Don't be so cross with me when I'm so happy. Please. Oh, what's the use? If you've made up your mind to continue seeing this Kirkwood fellow, I guess there's nothing I can do. <laughs> I knew you'd see it my way. You're really quite a dear. Well, I must hurry. Ted's calling for me at 8. Good night, Father. Nancy, wait. I want... Why do I let that girl twist me around her little finger time after time? That Kirkwood's got to be shown up for what he is somehow. If I could only... Phil Corliss. He could do it. If he'd come to St. Louis, I know he could take Nancy's attention away from Kirkwood. And at the same time, show up Kirkwood for what he is. Phil would teach Nancy a lesson so that she'd be glad to take up with Don Gray again. I'll sit right down and write to Phil, tell him the situation. And he'll be sure to come as a favor to an old friend. That's what Phil told me in the letter. I needed money to go. I broke into the bank. They shot me as I tried to get away. I dropped the money, but I... <coughs> I... Uh... More water, Toto, quick. Oh, bit too late, Kimasabi. Him dead. Yes. He staked his reputation and his life to help a friend. Now, that's no excuse for doing wrong. Well, he's paid for that wrong with his life. We take Pondo to town now, huh? Yes. I notify the sheriff and the coroner. Him not able to friend, help friend now, huh? No. But I've been thinking, Toto. Since Phil Corliss went to such lengths in order to help his friend Bill Douglas, his efforts are worthy of completion. What do you mean? Toto, I'm going to assume a disguise and go to St. Louis in his place to counteract Kirkwood's schemes. Leaving Tonto behind, the Lone Ranger, with his great horse Silver, set out upon the long journey to St. Louis. In place of his mask, he had disguised his features and wore the clothing affected by the professional gamblers of the day. It was a warm summer evening when Bill Douglas sat writing at the desk in the study of his pretentious home. He was suddenly startled by the sound of a voice coming from the open French window. May I come in? Oh, what the... I didn't intend to startle you. I took it for granted you're Mr. Douglas and I want to talk to you alone. Who are you? Why do you want to talk to me? I'll answer your first question by saying I'm a friend of Phil Corliss. Phil Corliss? And he's here in St. Louis? He came with you? No. Phil Corliss is dead. Dead? Yes. He died because of his desire to help you and your daughter. Well, I came in his place. This letter which you sent to him was in his pocket. But I don't understand. Why should you come to help? Neither the reason for my coming nor my identity is important. You need help and I'm here to give it, if you're willing to trust me. Phil told you about Nancy and Kirkwood? Yes. 
And I've since learned that Ted Kirkwood left the West because of crooked dealings. His true character must be proved to your daughter. Ah. And you look like the type of man who could show him up. I'll accept your offer. Good. Now, your daughter mustn't learn that we've met. I understand. Nancy's gone with Ted Kirkwood to a ball at the mansion house. Mansion house? Yes, that's a meeting place for the wealthy set of St. Louis. I don't exactly approve of Nancy going there because they have luxurious gaming rooms where the younger folks spend most of their time and money. I see. Well, I'll see you again. Where are you going? To the mansion house to make the acquaintance of Ted Kirkwood. But there's a few things I think we ought... Ah, he's gone. Come on, Silver! This has been so much fun, Ted. I love dancing with you. I'm enjoying it too, Nancy. We do make good dancing partners. But we have to stick to dancing all evening. We could have some fun in the gaming rooms. Well, if you insist upon going in to play, I might as well go with you. Oh, that's the girl. I knew you would. That's why I maneuvered you down this way toward the gaming room door. I might have known... All right, let's go in. And remember, if you want me to be proud of you, you've got to win. (laughs) I always win. You see, it pays to be smart. And I'll win tonight just to please you. (laughs) Come on. Kirkwood wins again. Well, he certainly knows how to play. Ted, you're positively marvelous. Thanks, darling. Want to make another try, mister? Sure, pick up the dice. You take the first throw. Right. Here goes. Just a minute, Kirkwood. Let go of my wrist. Those are not the same dice you picked up. I'll have a look at them. Oh, no, you don't. them. (laughs) Say, what is this? Pick up those dice and you'll see for yourself. Kirkwood switched them. Those dice are loaded. Why, you cheap card shark. You can't accuse me of cheating and get away with it? Oh, wait. You forget there are ladies present. And we'll go to the garden right now. Believe me, stranger. I'm going to give you the beating of your life. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
now to continue our story. The Lone Ranger and Ted Kirkwood, followed by those who had heard the challenge to fight, went to a clearing in the garden outside the mansion house. As the crowd waited expectantly, the Lone Ranger calmly stood waiting for Kirkwood to make the first move as they faced each other in the moonlight. All right, mister. Now I'm going to teach you a lesson you won't forget. I'm waiting, Kirkwood. And here it is. The watching crowd tensed as the two men began exchanging blows. The Lone Ranger realized at once that the tall, muscular gambler was experienced in the art of handling his fists. He also realized that Kirkwood was playing not only to the crowd, but also to the girl whose favor he sought to keep. Nancy Douglas watched breathlessly as the two men traded blow after blow, each seeking an opening to deliver a driving punch that would down his opponent. For a few minutes, they seemed to be evenly matched. Then, Kirkwood began to weaken. The sneering smile left his face. In its place came a look of panic. Punch after punch went wild. His eyes couldn't follow the swift movements of the man before him. Throwing all caution to the wind, Kirkwood moved in to deliver a final knockout blow. Then... The Lone Ranger stuck a heavy blow to the ribs, followed by a second to the chin. You see that? Kirkwood's down. He's licked. If you want to go on, Kirkwood, get to your feet. Uh, I'll settle with you some other time. Any time you say. Stranger, we owe you a vote of thanks for showing up that crooked gambler for 20 years and for giving him due punishment. That's right. As the Lone Ranger turned to acknowledge the compliments of the group, Ted Kirkwood slowly rose to his feet. An expression of deep hatred crossed his face as he stared at the back of the man who had belittled him. Suddenly, his hand moved quickly to his pocket. Look out! He shot the gun right out of Kirkwood's hand. The dirty coward was going to shoot the stranger in the back. Ted Kirkwood, of all the cowardly tricks I've ever heard of, that was the worst. It's all right, Miss Douglas. I was expecting something like that. I met his type before. I don't know how you know my name since we hadn't met before, but... Well, would you be so kind to see me to my carriage? Why, of course. Hey. Now, look here, Nancy, and I... for th- you, Mr. Kirkwood, I despise you for what you are, a cheat and a coward. I never want to see you again. Shall we leave now? Just as you say, Miss Douglas. Though I don't know who you are, well... I think you're wonderful. Thank you, as nice as you think so. I'll see that you get home safe. Oh. So that's the way the wind blows, huh? They both made a fool of me. But I'll get even. If it's the last thing I ever do. Late the next afternoon, the Lone Ranger again visited Bill Douglas in the study of his home. Nancy told me about the happenings at Mansion House last night. I didn't expect you to bring about a showdown with Kirkwood so soon, sir. The opportunity presented itself, so I made the most of it. (laughs) From what I've heard, you made a great deal of it. (laughs) Well, my daughter no longer has any desire to associate with Ted Kirkwood. Thanks to you. I'm glad to hear it. Frankly, your daughter needs the guidance of a strong hand, Mr. Douglas. Yes. Nancy's impulsive and willful. She doesn't seem to care what people say or think. If she did, she wouldn't have gone into the garden to watch that fight. Young ladies in her set don't do things like that. I understand that. Yet it was a good thing she did join the onlookers. The result changed her mind about Kirkwood. Well, I'm sure you need have no further worry on that score. Uh, I'm sure of that, sir. But another problem has developed since last night's incident. Oh, what is it? 
Well, sir, she uh, told me today that she... Uh... Oh, hang it all, man. What I'm trying to say is that she thinks she's in love with you. With me? That's right, sir. <clears throat> of course, you're a mighty fine chap and all that, <laughs> but I... Uh... I don't worry about it. I have no intention of encouraging Nancy along those lines. I intend to leave St. Louis tonight. I see. I appreciate your frankness, but... Uh... Well? You don't know Nancy as I do, sir. If you rode out of her life while she's feeling the way she does, there's no telling what the outcome might be. In fact, she's impulsive enough to try to follow you. Oh, that would be a problem. I can't see why Nancy failed to hit it off with young Don Gray. He's a fine boy, and he adores the ground she walks on. They were practically engaged once. Oh, what happened? Well, no parent ever knows what happens in the mind of a girl Nancy's age. She suddenly decided Don was unsophisticated, not forceful enough, and all that rot. I see. Now, where is Don Gray now? Probably at home next door, mooning around over Nancy. And uh, where's Nancy? Oh, she and I had a talk about, uh, well, about her feeling for you. She went out for a canter in the park along the river to think things over. It's just about dusk. Isn't it somewhat dangerous for a young girl to be riding alone? Oh, Nancy never rides alone. We have a darky here, a groom, who's devoted to Nancy. He taught her to ride. She always takes Jim along on occasions like this. Oh. The park is heavily wooded. I'd never allow her to ride without Mr. having... Mr. Douglas, uh, something awful happened to Miss Nancy. Lordy me, I done the best I could. Jim, what I... happened? Speak up. Miss Nancy and me, so we was all riding along when all of a sudden, like, some men on horses done come a-riding up and took Miss Nancy away with me. Then did, did, done knocked me off Nancy the horse. Nancy kidnapped? And... Yes, that's it. Well, don't stand there. Get to the sheriff quick oh, and wait. tell him. But there's no time to lose. They Jim, might take her. Jim, could you lead me to the spot where this took place? Yes, sir. Mr. Douglas, I've had considerable experience following trails in the West. If you'll trust me, I'll do what I can to find Nancy. If you think you can find her, go ahead, sir. Another thing before we leave, Jim. Go next door and tell Mr. Don Gray what's happened. Bring him here prepared to ride with us. Mr. Don, sir? Get going, Jim. Bring Don Gray here. Yes, sir. If I ever get my hands I on the man who... I have an idea who might be behind the abduction. I promise you I won't give up until your daughter is found. And we do find her. I think it can be arranged so that she'll reconsider her feeling for young Don Gray. <laughs> Jim soon returned with Don Gray. Then the three men set out for the place where Nancy Douglas was kidnapped. Within a short time, Jim led them to the spot. Oh, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Right here is the place, sir. Easy, big fella. Even in the growing dust, the tracks are plainly visible. I don't see how you can tell anything when there are other tracks. It isn't difficult, but one knows how, Don. Steady, big fella. We'll follow the tracks and see where they lead us. I'm afraid I'm not going to be of much help. I'll tell you what to do when the time comes. Come on, Silver. Get up there. Get up, Get up. Well, it's dark to see the tracks now. I'm certain... Yes, I'm certain they lead to that dim light up ahead. That's a, a old shack along the river. That, that's what that is, sir. Uh... Yeah, no doubt that's where they're holding Nancy. Jim, 
You say there were three men wearing handkerchiefs over their faces? Yes, sir. That's it. That's it, boys. Yes, sir. If uh, they are there, what are we going to do to capture them? I'm, well, not very handy with a gun, sir. I I have a plan I think will work, Don. You'll do the talking. I'll handle the guns. The plan is to succeed. You're going to have to do exactly as I tell you. I will, sir. I'll do anything to help get Nancy back safely. Yes, I'm sure you will. Come on, fella. Yeah, we'll stop here and go the rest of the way on foot. Oh, Silver, who? Easy, big fella. Steady now. Now, Jim, you stay with the horses. If our plan succeeds, you can be of help later on. Yes, sir. I'll be glad to stay here. Yes, sir. If there's any shooting, I don't want any part of it. No, sir. <laughs> you won't get hurt. Just wait here until I need you. All right. Come on, Don. While the Lone Ranger and Don Gray cautiously made their way closer to the dimly lighted shack, Nancy Douglas, sitting with her hands and feet tightly bound, glared defiantly at the man who stood before her. You'll regret this, Ted Kirkwood. You'll spend the rest of your life in jail. I'm not a bit worried. In fact, I expect to shake down your father for quite a sum before I let you go. You weren't so brave last night. Keep quiet about that. You know what's good for you. Bigger, shut up, Ted. Yeah, we're sick of hearing her talk. A little later tonight, one of the boys here will ride in and leave a note for your father. Telling him if he doesn't pay up, he might never see his dear daughter again. How about it, boys? <laughs> you pay all right. You, you dare to call yourself a man and mix with decent people. Ted Kirkwood, in my opinion, you're nothing but a cheap, cowardly crook. Shut up. Don't move, honey. Who's that? Don Gray, it's his voice. <laughs> oh, that sniveling baby. Trying to play hero, huh? Why, I'll... John! You kid! Oh, my arm! Anyone else want to take a chance? Get him, boys! That was just a lucky shot! I'll plug him right out of the doorway. What? Shot the gun right out of my head! I give up! Don't shoot! Drop your gun, then! And all of you walk out of here with your hands up! No kid like you is going to tell me... Come on, Kirkwood! That kid's a shooting fool! Don Gray, I can't believe it. Are you coming out, Kirkwood, or do I have to... I'm coming! I'm coming right out! To think that Don did this single-handed. It, it doesn't seem possible. Don! Don! Nancy, are you all right? Yes, I, I'm all right. Please untie me. Sure. Gee, Nancy, I sure was worried about you. I thought we'd never find you. There. Now you're free again. You said we. Who came with you? Jim and uh, a friend. They're taking Kirkwood and the other two back to the sheriff's office. I'm going to take you straight home. But you were the one who really caught these awful men. Don, I never knew you had such courage and, and could shoot like that. I really didn't do anything much, Nancy. Don Gray, don't ever let me hear you say that again. You caught them and saved me. Well, to tell the truth... Not another word, Don Gray. Oh, Don, I... I never want to see another gambler again. Honest? Honest and truly, I, I really mean it. You'd better mean it. From now on, if I ever see you even looking at any other man, I'll... I'll... Oh, Don, dear. I think you're wonderful. <laughs> 
The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated. <laughs>